on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Foley. After a fantastic day at Wrigley yesterday, not as good of a day today. Brewers fall to the Cubs by an 8-7 score. A back-and-forth game where you have to look at some plays that were not made. In a sixth inning where the Cubs score four runs, there were three outfield plays, all super challenging, but not a single one was made. One of those catches is made that turns into a different inning, and this might turn into a different result. Uh, Brewers end up committing two errors beyond those plays. And Eric Lauer just wasn't quite as sharp as he has been most of the season. Does not uh, go past the fourth inning, going four innings, allowing three runs, two earned on five hits, six strikeouts, three walks. And the Brewers end up falling short tonight to the Cubs by an 8-7 score. Welcome in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. If you do want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or tweet into the program if you would like. At Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Coming up this hour, we are going to hear from Vinny Rotino, former brewer and Valley Sports Wisconsin analyst. He'll join us at about 11.20. We'll go back through the game with the highlights, and we'll hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. So a lot to get to between now and midnight. We are taking you all the way till 12 a.m. after the Brewers fall short against the Cubs. They end up losing 8-7. Just a... Brewers have seven runs on seven hits. They, they they do okay hitting with runners in scoring position. Four for ten, you'll you'll take it. They hold Chicago to three for fifteen with runners in scoring position. That wind started blowing out a little bit more when the game got going. All of a sudden, it seemed like left field was open for business, and uh, the Cubs certainly took advantage of it with home runs from uh, Wilson Contreras. Higgins hit one. Wisdom hit the big one off Boxberger uh, in the eighth inning. Victor Caratini did hit a home run for the Brewers, but it was not quite enough. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling 855-616-1620 or texting. Uh, that is the Accident Mortgage Talk text line, or just tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. We'll continue to go through this one in just a moment. The Brewers fall to the Cubs, 8-7 the final. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. Center field, base hit, Velez. In from third comes Yelich. Whoever to cut it off in the gap is Morell, but first to third goes Taylor. The throw comes into second to hold Rowdy Telez at first. He has delivered. It's a game-tying two-out RBI knock. The Brewers have been very good in one-run games this year, but they fall short in one today. They end up losing by an 8-7 score. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Earnings here on WTMJ. Want to join us? The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line available for you, 855-616-1620. Call, text, or tweet me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll start with a tweet at Brew Crew. Scott tweets in, says, The crew already have a winning road trip in the books. They look tired tonight. Defensively, how will they address late-inning playoff games? Will outfields like San Diego or San Francisco expose them? Defensive replacements are great only if they are an option. Yeah, I don't think the Brewers have a bad outfield defense. I I think Tyrone Taylor is a good 
defensive outfielder. I don't think he's a great defensive outfielder, but I think he's good. I still think Lorenzo Cain is a high-level defensive outfielder. Christian Yelich does the job. Uh, he's not, you know, he's probably an above-average defensive outfielder. So I'm not worried about their outfield defense. It just felt like in that sixth inning today, my goodness, uh, uh, those those plays were tough plays. Like let's let's not uh, let's not mince words on that. Those were not easy plays to make in the outfield. Uh, but you would have thought that they would have made like one of them, right? Just just <laughs> just get one. I uh, I put out a tweet uh, about an hour ago. The poll is still open. It's open for one minute. So if you're really fast at Twitter, you can get a vote in. But it's going to be tough for you. Um, asking of those three defensive plays, how many of those catches should have been made? The winning, and you could have done none of them, all of them, one or two. The winning vote total is two. Forty-six percent of the voters uh, said two of those catches should be made. The second highest vote total was uh, all of them, 34 percent. So 46, I'm doing math in my head. That's always a dangerous uh, situation. Um, what, 80 percent, 46, 56, 66? Yeah, basically 80 percent of the people who voted believed that either two of those catches should have been made or all of them should have been made, while uh, 5% voted for none of them, 13% ended up voting for uh, for one of them. So uh, it's an interesting poll, I thought. People really thought that a number of those plays should have been made. They were tough plays. Tyrone Taylor was right up against uh, the, the Ivy out there in right field, but the, it looked like the ball went off of his glove or touched him or made some contact. Same deal with Christian Yelich. Does that really weird dark shadow down the left field line, which makes it uh, that much more challenging, and then just a lack of communication between uh, Yelich and Kane, which was weird. And that's one, I, to me, that's partly on Lorenzo Kane as a center fielder. Part of your job is to take control of those situations, and if somebody else is not clearly, loudly calling you off, it's your ball. And that did not happen in that situation. So three plays that are not made, not airs, but three makeable plays that are not made, and those non-made plays lead to four runs in the bottom of the sixth inning in a game that the Cubs win by one run. Like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out the impact of not making those plays. Do I think the Brewers have a problem with outfield defense? No. Do I think they had a bad inning of outfield defense? Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely do. Doug text in. This is an entertaining series. You hit it on the head when you said the Cubs are scrappy and they don't quit. Age is obviously caught up to Lorenzo Cain. Do you think it's catching up to McCutcheon? Hitting it pretty hard, but average is dropping like a rock. I from for McCutcheon, look, he was going really good and then he had the COVID thing and he was out for a long time. I'm 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 not saying age is catching up with him. Like, he's not the same guy that he was when he was uh, out in the outfield for the for the Pirates having those great all-star years, right? But do I think that he's the guy that doesn't have a hit since May 26th? No. As you mentioned, he's hitting the ball hard. It's, it's getting caught. He's going to be, I think, okay. Even last year, he hit for power. Brewers have been on a lot. This is a long road trip. Like Everything we say on this show tonight should have the caveat. They've been on the road. For so long, and they were just on a three-city trip, and then they came home for a week, and they go on another three-city trip, and they played a doubleheader yesterday, and then they're going to come home for a week, and then they're going to go on another three-city trip. 
just let's have this show just recording right now and when they have one of these nights on this next trip that they go on where things just don't go well and they seem a little bit tired we'll just replay this show because it's the exact same thing like yeah they're they're human beings they're not robots they're not machines they're on this trip that is never going to end and they lost a game tonight like okay they they had a great day yesterday the yes yesterday's the greatness of yesterday outweighs the any negatives of this one today. They lost a game that they could have won. Okay, it happens over the course of 162-game seasons. 162-game uh, season. A text from 4-4 four four also on Lorenzo Cain. Cain in 2022, 117 at-bats, 188 batting average, one home run, seven RBIs. Simply not producing anything. At what point do they call it? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, I I still think before they call it, they find an injury, they give him some time off, they let him go down to AAA on a rehab assignment, and they see if he can kind of find his timing and everything. He had the three-hit day the other day, um, and he looked good uh, in that game. Like, I just, again, I know how he looked on that play that wasn't made in left center with him and Yelich and lack of communication, but he's still such a good defensive outfielder. He's so good. Is he going to be the offensive player that he's been in the past? No. Like, we can all agree that he's he's probably not going to get to that point again, but he's still a really good defensive outfielder, and there's probably a place for him on this roster. You just need a little bit. You just need a little bit from him offensively, and uh, you're not getting it from him right now at this point in time. 8-7, Brewers lose in Chicago to the Cubs. Vinny Rotino joins us next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Are you tired of living with chronic pain, knee pain, or joint pain? Well, listen carefully, because now there are new regenerative treatments available here. Hey, it's WTMJ's Greg Matzik. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, is now open, giving lasting relief to people with joint pain, using the latest in precision medicine with natural biologics. It's an exciting, non-surgical approach that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your joints and get you moving again. QC Kinetics has over 100 clinics nationwide. They've treated thousands of patients with an incredible success and satisfaction rate. If you've got pain in your knees, your shoulders, your hip, or your back, you need to check out these new treatments. They can actually help your body restore and repair itself with no downtime, no drugs, no surgery. Call now. Schedule your free consultation with the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics, 414-285-3474. That's 414-285-3474. QC Kinetics, 414-285-3474. Left center field, racing back is Morrell at the track, and that ball is gone! Victor Caratini goes deep again! 8-7, the Brewers fall in Chicago to the Cubs. They still lead the series two games to one. They'll wrap things up tomorrow night. Another 7.05 first pitch. Welcome back in, Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. Let's bring in former Brewer and current Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst, Vinny Rotino. Vinny, let's start with that four-run bottom of the sixth inning for the Cubs. Tyrone Taylor does not make a play out in right field. Christian Yelich doesn't make a play down the left field line. And then Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich combine to not make a play in left center field. All those plays were high-difficulty plays, but all plays that could have been made. And you hate to 
target in on one moment, but in a game that the Brewers lose by one run, when four runs score in that inning, it's hard to look much further than those uh, plays that were not made. I mean, the big one was the one with the miscommunication. I mean, that that play just really can't happen. I mean, what I brought up on the show after the the game, too, was like uh, people don't really understand how big momentum swings are in baseball, and you could really feel the momentum swing and the pendulum swing towards the Cubs because after those plays weren't made, especially the one that Yelich didn't come up with in the corner, and the reason why I say that is because that is a very hard play. It's right there in the corner. You're going to smash into a brick wall. If you keep running and you feel that wall coming and the wind's playing tricks on you out there, it just kind of looked ugly. The way that he went after it and the way that he ended up sitting on his butt in, in the corner there, it just looked ugly. And that takes the wind out of your sails a little bit as a team that neither of those balls were caught. Taylor's ball was also extremely highly difficult. So, it just takes your wind out of your sails a little bit, and then you know like something else is coming. And that's just the feeling you have as a player when those momentum swings happen. And that's what you saw right there with that miscommunication. Uh, and then you just kind of felt like the Brewers were just playing flat tonight. Uh, they fought as best they could, but flat, and then that four-run six just kind of put the dagger in them. I said this earlier. I mean, they're on their second consecutive three-city road trip. They played a doubleheader yesterday. They're human beings. Like, I get they're they're paid lots of money to go play a kid's game, yada, yada, yada. That's what people are going to say. They're human beings who have spent the better part of the last five weeks away from their own home, and they played two games yesterday. Like, at some point, there's going to be a game like this on the next three-city road trip, too. There may be multiple games like this on the next. It's just, it's really tough, this the travel situation they're going through right now. Yeah, and the thing about this team is that they limit these types of games. I mean, we don't see the Brewers play this flat and this kind of ugly very often. We just don't. I mean, I think that's a testament to Craig Council. It's a testament to how he keeps these guys fresh. He moves them in and out of the lineup. Uh, He matches them up well against certain pitchers. Uh, He puts them in the right positions defensively, and so uh, we just don't see this a whole lot from this team. Um, but, yes, 100%. They are human beings. It's a good call, Matt. Like you, you, The other thing is the major leagues in Major League Baseball is absolutely relentless. I mean, you are playing under a microscope. I mean, we're sitting here talking about <laughs> every single play in minute detail. Yeah. Uh, you and I are just, you know, and, and these guys feel that too, right? I mean, it's not the minor leagues where you can make a mistake or 20 and no one's really going to say anything except your manager or some of your teammates or whatever. So it, it is very difficult. Eric Lauer wasn't bad but wasn't sharp. Yeah, no. He uh, we talked about that as well. Like the fastball command, the four seam fastball command was not there. When's the last time we've seen Eric Lauer throw pitches over the catcher's head and Caratini has to like jump to catch him, and then he spiked a couple of at like fifty feet as well. So um, we just don't see that from Eric Lauer. His command was off. I don't know if it was his timing with his arm and lower half. Uh, or what it was, or just sometimes you lose the feel for the baseball every once in a while. I mean, he actually, you know, the line was four, you know, four innings, five hits, two runs. I mean, he he pitched a little bit worse than what his line looked like, in my opinion. He did have the six strikeouts. He did make pitches when they when it counted. I mean, that 
Fourth inning for him could have been a lot worse. He did punch out Patrick Wisdom with a nice cutter at the top of the zone, and that's where he really needs to live with basically his entire repertoire. Uh, he didn't really use the curveball that much for strikes, uh, but yeah, it just it didn't look like Eric Lauer from the first you know eight starts or whatever from uh, earlier on in the season. If you're Craig Council, you know you're on this trip. You've got one more game left on it. Are you limiting the the on-field work before tomorrow's game? And th- is, it, is tomorrow just a day to get through more than anything else and you hope you find a way to come out with a win? I think I think Counts is going to want to want to win, especially especially knowing that the tiebreaker and I just found this out yesterday. I should have known this, but the tiebreaker for the playoffs is going to be in division record. And so I think Collins is going to go after this game. I think, you know, you got Devin Williams ready. You have Josh Hader ready. Uh, Box is probably down, but I'm guessing Gott might be able to throw an inning. So um, you do have a triple-A starter on the mound. I liked what I saw from Jason Alexander um, in spring training from the standpoint of he's going to go ahead and pitch his game. He's not going to be scared by the third deck. That's what I saw from him. So he's got a nice little sinker. He's got a curveball. Um, he's got a changeup. So uh, I think they're probably going to go after this game. He's been with the club, I believe, on the taxi squad. But this year at AAA Nashville, nine games, seven starts, 6-2, and two, 2.64 ERA, 47 and two-thirds innings, 229 average against. Not a huge strikeout guy, 33 strikeouts, but 12 walks. Um, his whip is 1.09, so you like that. Probably of all the numbers I read, that whip just being barely above one is probably the most notable number on there. So uh, it seems like a guy who uh, he's got a fair amount of AAA time. He, he pitched 2021 uh, in AAA uh, and, and had a 1.84 ERA, uh, spent some time in AAA in 2019 and 2018. So this is kind of your, your classic veteran AAA guy who could probably go out there and not embarrass himself. Yeah, this guy can pitch a little bit. You know, like I said, I remember seeing him in spring training. Like, okay, I like what I see here. I think he's a better option than a Josh Lindblom making a spot start, quite frankly. And so there's some pitchability here. He can com- can command his stuff, even though the stuff isn't isn't going to you know wow anybody. It's at least 90, right? It's 90, 92-ish from what I remember in spring training. Um, and so, yeah, I think he's going to do a nice job. He's going to compete, and the, and the guys are going to compete behind him. All right, Vinny, good stuff as always. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. For sure. See you, Matt. All right, that's Vinny Rotino joining us. The Brewers, they end up losing to the Cubs tonight, 8-7. They've still taken two of the first three. We'll continue on with the program in just a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swing a line drive, pulled into right center field by Yelich for a base hit. It hits the grass and splits the gap. That ball rolls all the way to the fence. It's in the ivy. Yelich makes the turn around second base, headed for third. There will be no relay, and it's a triple. Christian Yelich. There are a lot of triples in this game. Christian Yelich had one uh, for the Brewers, and then the Cubs had two. Happ and Morrell each with a triple. Not too often do you see a game with three triples, but... There's a lot of things that happened uh, this evening that maybe are not part of a normal baseball game. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Want to join us? 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You could tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauly on air. Vinny Rotino said something that kind of struck me, and I was thinking about this game. He mentioned just how... 
Major League Baseball is tough. And, of course, it's tough. It's the best of the best of the best of the best of the best. Like, it's supposed to be tough. Uh, But I was just thinking about Brad Boxberger specifically. So, Boxberger yesterday was incredible. Comes in, bases loaded, nobody out, strikes out a dude that's really tough to strike out, and then gets the uh, what the the five two one double play, not exactly a conventional double play to get out of it. Like box, and he ends up pitching two innings yesterday, something he hadn't done all season long. On top of the world yesterday for Boxberger, and twenty four hours later, he's giving up what turns into the game winning home run for the Cubs. It just it goes to show you how tough this game can be and how important it is to every single day when you wake up and every single day when you walk into the ballpark to turn the page. Baseball more than any sport, it's about not remembering what happened yesterday, good, bad, and different other. Like just just move on and today's the day and you focus on today and you get through today and then you go to tomorrow. Because, man, this game is tough. This game is so hard. And Brad Boxberger's last 24 hours is a really good example of just how tough this game is. The post-game comments of manager Craig Council will hear those next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Strike on the Brewers' right fielder, Robertson, the pitch. And Taylor, ground ball, third base, charging his wisdom. Fields throws to first in time, and the Cubs win by a final score of 8-7 to seven here tonight at Wrigley. Yeah, that's how this one finished off. Brewers take the loss. It happens. You don't lose them off. In fact, Dan Texton says, uh, Matt, I thought it was an outstanding game. Let everyone know you don't win every game. We're scoring runs. That's the takeaway. If you ask me, I think Council was okay with a loss after yesterday, and we almost won, I predict, a win tomorrow. Great management. As, as well as this team is playing, they had their best 50-game start in club history. It, I, the, the losses are not coming as often, so it almost feels like the losses are more impactful, if that makes sense, which in, it's the exact opposite, right? They're less impactful because there's less of them. Anyway, speaking of manager Craig Council, he met with the media and discussed the bullpen. The, the Cubs, man, they've got a, they, they really give you nice at-bats. They're not the greatest hitters in the world, but their approach, their uh, ability to take pitches, foul pitches off, just have professional at-bats. It can it can wear some pitchers down, and as you hear Craig Council speak, it sounds like he kind of felt like things went that way, especially in the final few innings. Yeah, I mean, you know, he just had to work really hard in every inning, it felt like, and uh, the last inning was a 30-pitch was a inning. Um, just, just a hard work. Um, so it was, it was just... It felt like a work with just hard work. Every inning was hard work, um, and you know I, th- I think we're fine. But I, I, the you know when it it gets when Kelly just we didn't get an out with Kelly, so that didn't kind of push us farther in the game, and, and that's what um, you know that that you know what what is what makes you use five of five guys there. But we we you know look we still had a chance to win and. Um, Got the game in a in a good spot and just didn't happen. 
Yeah, I mean there was you know a little less swing and miss than than you usually see. Um, some some long at bats that, that that we haven't seen. Um, so you know he he you know did, did all right really. You know he should should have been probably you know he made that error probably two runs and, you know and got through it um, and. You know, he, but he was he was kind of fighting to get through it for sure. Great. Guys, on those balls in the sixth outfield, tough plays. But did you think some of those could have or should have been made? Yeah, I mean, the win was, you know, it had a big impact on the game. Clearly, um, you know, I mean, they're tough plays. You know, the I mean, Tyrone's balls going against a brick wall, and he always. The ball down the line, like Contreras said, he's running into a brick wall, you know. So it's, I mean, that, that's what changes things here. That's what makes this a tough place to play. Uh, the ball that Schwindel had just, he put it in the, the right spot, you know. I mean, they, both guys both went for it, and nobody was going to get it. Okay, you're getting such good things from um, Caratini at times on this trip, too. Is he proving to be what you wanted sort of in the second guy in the second catcher? Yeah, I mean, Vic's done a great job, you know, all year, really, I think. And, um, you know, he's, he's done a great job with the staff. He's um, putting together tough at-bats. Um, he's got a couple balls up in the wind here. Um, so he's, he's, he's contributing offensively and defensively. On that back pick, is, is that a risk that I mean, he's got Yeah. You know, we, we just we, you know, we we went for something and we didn't execute a play. Craig, what, um, Kelly, you know, some of these new guys, Kelly, you're getting a chance to see him. Um, is it with the wind, with the five balls turning into interest? Is it is it difficult to assess sort of what you got there? What do you, what do you think you have there? Well, I mean. We need guys to pitch. <laughs> I mean, so we, we gotta, we gotta have. We, we've got a lot of games. We've got a lot of innings to cover. We don't have days off. We need these guys to pitch. Um, simple as that. And and he's he's pitched some good innings. The last couple of innings haven't been haven't been great. Um, but we're gonna you know continue to count count on these guys to, to get us get us outs and get us important outs. That's manager Craig Council speaking with the media. Brewers come up short. They lose to the Cubs tonight, 8-7. How does it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 8-7, the Cubs knock off the Brewers tonight at Wrigley. The starting pitching matchup, Eric Lauer on the mound for the Brewers. Justin Steele makes the start for the Cubs. It would be the Cubs who would break through first. It happens in the bottom of the first inning with one out. It's Wilson Contreras at the plate. One-two pitch. Lined out to left. Yelich going back, looking up. That's into the basket and gone. And Contreras is homered again. Homered off of Ashby last night. He hits his eighth home run of the season here in the first inning tonight. And the Cubs take a 1-0 lead. The Brewers, though, would answer that run and two more in the top of the third inning. The inning gets started with a Victor Caratini base hit. 
And then with one out, Luisa Urias walks. So that puts runners on at first and second for Christian Yelich, who gets a base hit. That loads the bases for the hot-hitting Tyrone Taylor. Now the one-two. Swinging a high fly ball, right field, slicing away from Frazier into the corner. That ball lands fair. That's going to bounce and hit the fence. It's going to score all three of them. In from third, Caratini. Urias behind him. Yelich to the plate, and he will score without a throw. A three-run third, and the Brewers take a 3-1 lead. But back and forth we would go. The Cubs would bounce back in the fourth inning. With one out, Clint Frazier doubles. A ground out then moves him to third in front of Andrelton Simmons. 2-1 pitch. Swinging a ground ball right side. Base hit. Simmons delivers, and the Cubs get a two-out run. In from third comes Frazier. It's an RBI single for the veteran Andrelton Simmons. And we've got a one-run game. 3-2 Milwaukee. Christopher Morell then walks. That puts runners on at first and second. It brings up Wilson Contreras, but before he is able to do anything, the Brewers give the Cubs a bit of a gift. And a snap throw back to first. Caratini tried to back pick Morell. He threw it into right field. All the way from second base, Andrelton Simmons coming to the plate. He'll score. First to third goes Morell. The throw that way is not in time. An error on Caratini on a back pick allows the Cubs to tie the game. It's a 3-3. Contreras, by the way, ends up getting hit by a pitch because, you know, that never happens. There was then a wild pitch that allowed him to move to second, but Eric Lauer would strike out Patrick Wisdom, and the Cubs would just get the two runs, and the game was tied 3-3. Hobie Milner comes in to pitch for the Brewers in the fifth inning. He would put up a zero in the Brewers' half of the sixth inning. Rowan Wick is pitching for uh, the Cubs. He would give up a base hit to Rowdy Telez, and then Keston here up is hit by a pitch. So a couple on for Victor Caratini. The pitch, high fly ball, deep left center field, racing back is Morrell at the track, and that ball is gone! Victor Caratini goes deep again! But give the Cubs credit because they're able to come right back and answer those runs. Brewers lead 6-3 going to the bottom of the sixth inning. New pitcher for the crew is Trevor Kelly. First batter he faces, Nick Madrigal. He gets a base hit. Up comes P.J. Higgins. The 1-1 pitch. High drive, deep left center field. Kane going back, and that ball is into the bleachers in left center for a two-run home run for Higgins. And just like that, it's a 6-5 ball game. Still a lot to go on in this inning. Christopher Morell is at the plate. He ends up tripling on a ball down the right field line that Tyrone Taylor, really, really tough play. Certainly not an automatic that Taylor would make the play, but it was a play that was somewhat makeable that Taylor was unable to uh, get to uh, right down there in the corner. It may have gone off of his glove. It was hard to see. But either way, Morell ends up with a triple. That brings up Wilson Contreras. The pitch hit high in the air, deep left field. Racing over there in the corner is Yelich. Tries to make a basket catch. He can't make it. And it's in fair territory. Bounces away from Yelich. Morell will score. And Contreras all the way into second. Yeah, another defensive play that would have been really, really tough to make but was not made. That ends the day for Trevor Kelly as Trevor Gott then comes into the game. He gets Patrick Wisdom to fly out, but then the next batter after that is Frank Schwindel. 
And here is a fly ball out to left center. Racing over there is Kane and Yelich. Neither will get there. It drops between them. Contreras around third. He's going to score. And Wisdom, I should say rather, Frank Schwindel into second with a run-scoring double. 7-6, the Cubs have the lead, but the Brewers come right back in the top of the seventh inning. Brandon Hughes on the mound, and with one out, it's Christian Yelich at the plate. Swinging a line drive, pulled into right center field by Yelich for a base hit. It hits the grass and splits the gap. That ball rolls all the way to the fence. It's in the ivy. Yelich makes the turn around second base, headed for third. There will be no relay, and it's a triple. Christian Yelich. A Tyrone Taylor walk puts runners on at the corners, and then after Jace Peterson strikes out, Rowdy Telez comes up with a big hit. The 1-0 coming. Swing a line drive. Left center field. Base hit. Telez. In from third comes Yelich. Over to cut it off in the gap is Morell. But first to third goes Taylor. The throw comes into second to hold Rowdy Telez at first. He has delivered. It's a game-tying two-out RBI knock. Ends the day for Rowan Wick. Michael Givens comes in and gets out of the inning. And it is a 7-7 game. Brent Suter puts up a zero in the bottom of the seventh, and we go to the eighth inning, still tied. Brad Boxberger, a guy who was just absolutely nails yesterday, comes in to pitch in the bottom of the eighth inning. Gets Wilson Contreras to line out, but then faces off against Patrick Wisdom. Boxberger kicks in the 3-2. High drive, deep left field. Yelich watching that one fly out of here. That one all the way out to Waveland. And Patrick Wisdom has untied this game. It's 8-7 Cubs. So that takes us to the ninth inning as David Robertson comes in to pitch for the Cubs. He gets Luis Urias to ground out. Christian Yelich to strike out. And the Brewers' final hope is Tyrone Taylor. One ball and one strike on the Brewers' right fielder. Robertson the pitch. And Taylor, ground ball, third base. Charging his wisdom. Fields throws to first in time, and the Cubs win by a final score of 8-7 here tonight at Wrigley. With the win, the Cubs go to 20-29, while the Brewers drop to 32-19. Winning totals for Chicago. Eight runs, 12 hits, no errors. They leave nine. For the Brewers, seven runs, seven hits, two errors. They leave six. The winning pitcher is Michael Givens. He is 4-0. The loss goes to Brad Boxberger. He's 1-1. Robertson, the save, his seventh of the year. Home runs, Wilson Contreras, his eighth. P.J. Higgins, his second. Patrick Wisdom, his 11th for the Brewers. Victor Caratini hit his fourth of the year. The game lasting three hours and 33 minutes. Played in front of a good crowd of 30,596 folks at Wrigley Field. Brewers lose to the Cubs 8-7. We'll look ahead to the series finale coming up tomorrow night and we'll also give you some scores from around baseball and wrap things up that's all coming up this is brewers extra innings it's brewers extra innings with matt foley on wtmj great work back at the studio we'll explain this here in just a moment remember this is playing right now 
Brewers fall to the Cubs, 8-7 the final. Brewers' extra innings rolls on here on WTMJ. Uh, scores from around the National League Central. In 10 innings, the Cardinals walk off the Padres 3-2. Albert Pujols hits the second of two sacrifice flies in the bottom of the 10th inning to get the walk-off win. Adam Wainwright went seven innings tonight for the Cardinals, did not give up a run, two hits, 10 strikeouts, and one walk for Wainwright. He was allowed to throw 115 pitches. He does not factor into the decision. Reds win in Boston over the Red Sox by a 2-1 score. Luis Castillo went six strong innings, giving up just one hit with ten strikeouts and three walks. And the Pirates are in action right now. They lead in L.A. over the Dodgers 4-3. That game in the bottom of the eighth. The Pirates just keep beating the Dodgers. It's a really weird deal. Right now in the NL Central, the Brewers lead over the Cardinals, sitting at three games. Around the Brewers' minor league system, Low A Carolina, uh, they they play against Lynchburg, and they end up, you know what, there is an ad right in front of the score for Carolina as I'm trying to look at this. So give me one second here. That's not cool. Uh, Carolina loses at Lynchburg 4-2. I could have told you Lynchburg scored four runs. I didn't know how many runs Carolina scored until that uh, pop-up ad went away. All right, uh, High A, Wisconsin. They win tonight over Peoria 5-4. Wisconsin now 29-17. And Double A Biloxi, tough one for them. They give up two runs in the bottom of the 10th inning. They get walked off as they lose at Pensacola by a 5-4 score. All right, so you heard the Seinfeld music just a moment ago. Why? Well, that would be because Jason Alexander, who, of course, the actor Jason Alexander is known as uh, as George Costanza on Seinfeld, a different Jason Alexander, and this has probably been following him throughout uh, much of his life, a different Jason Alexander is set to make his Major League debut pitching for the Brewers tomorrow. He has appeared uh, this year in nine games at AAA Nashville. He's been... Uh, on the taxi squad recently the last uh, game that he appeared in for Nashville was back on May 25th and then he's been around uh, the big league team uh, since then and uh, now he'll be officially activated for tomorrow's game he's put up good numbers at, at AAA 6 and 2 2.64 ERA, 47 and two-thirds innings, uh, 33 strikeouts, 12 walks. Not a huge strikeout guy. Uh, team sitting 229 against him, but he has a whip of just uh, just over one, so that's that's pretty solid right there. Uh, that's what basically batters uh, per inning, and uh, that's uh, so yeah. You, you see what he does. He's a guy who's kind of jumped around uh, throughout his minor league career. He made his pro debut all the way back at 27, in 2017. He got to AAA in his second year, appeared in a couple games at AAA Salt Lake in 2018. So it'll be fun to see what he can give uh, the Brewers tomorrow as he will make the start. Kyle Hendricks will go for the Cubs. The right-hander is 2-5 and five with a 5.20 ERA. Brewers obviously very familiar with Hendricks. Tomorrow's game, once again, a 7.05 first pitch. That means Network coverage at 6.30. Greg Matzik will have you for Brewers warm-up at 6 o'clock. And then myself and Vinny Rutino will be back with you coming up tomorrow night after the game for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings right here on WTMJ.